Hello friends, Michael Greywolf here. I just wanted to say thank you so much for your patience for the last couple months. We haven't really put out any content, and that is entirely on me. I have the files, I have just been lacking the motivation, I've been busy, so I've not been able to get these edits out and done in a timely manner, and I do apologize. I'm trying to get back into the swing of things, so... Hopefully these will start coming again on a regular basis. I'm going to be releasing two episodes uh, that we recorded earlier this year. They were shortly after Pride, and I hope you enjoy them. They are sadly a little out of date. You know, if there's any information stated in here that was between the summer and what is now November, I do apologize. Now, without further delay... On to the show. Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Walking the Unnamed Path. I am your I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Greywolf, and joining me tonight is my fabulous co-conspirator co-host Chase Powers. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, Chris Ripple unfortunately could not join us tonight. He needed to take the night off. When we're recording this, it's still, you know, freshly after Pride, and he's still recovering. It was a lot, this Pride. That, sounds, really like a, that sounds like such a hard life. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Walking the Lane Path is a podcast dedicated to expanding on the teachings and techniques given to us by the ancestors of men who love men, and laid out by our late brother and founder, Hyperion. We also touch on general topics and ideas that pertain to queer pagan men on a daily basis. And, you know, we always like to do a little catch-up before we get into the show. How are you, Chase? How have you been? You know, I'm doing pretty fabulously. Um, I've had quite a bit of good news at work. Um, None of it is really anything I can particularly share, but, uh, and some of it is, you know, maybe a little petty, but it's great news. Um, And... (laughs) Yeah, I had a I, I had a fun and interesting wake up this morning as I had apparently rolled over onto my phone and was awakened by the sound of Hyperion's voice. Um apparently somehow I managed to turn on one of the podcasts in my sleep. So, who knows, but uh it was like in the middle of a random podcast. So on um, the I, the one on uh, prophecy actually so the the little bit that I caught as I was waking up going like what is what what is happening why am I hearing Hyperion's voice right now oh oh it's my oh it's my phone and then it was talking about one of the prophecy techniques and I was like oh well that's particularly well timed mm. and then I laughed oh. because immediately after he talked about his um his particular knack for predicting earthquakes and i i had to laugh because i'm like you know kind of a day late and a dollar short there <laughs> if you try if you're trying to send if you're trying to send me a message from the other side you're a couple of days late <laughs> oh goodness mm-hmm. yeah i remember I, I i remember seeing you post that on facebook i was like oh oh I, we were just we we were just talking about that this past weekend. Not so much the the prophecy. Talking with Hyperion and getting messages from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. How are you? Uh, the, the, How's things? Oh, I'm good. 
I just, I guess it would be considered just recently. <laughs> uh, over the weekend, I went down to South Texas. I went to go see uh, our two brothers who live Houston-ish area. You know, one brother in Houston and our brother in uh, Beaumont. And had just a really great time. It, I'm very upset with myself that I have, I don't try more often to try to organize little get-togethers with my Texas brothers. There's only three of us here, and you know we need to get together more often. Well, you know but, what the uh, solution for that is? Sacrifices? I, um, I, it's hard to get the virgins, you know. It's hard to get a uh, good virgin. I know, it's true. Um, well, what I was going to say is just plan <laughs> one, but um, I guess virgin sacrifices yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, plan. <laughs> well, gonna be gonna be working on some planning, especially right now, because it seems like uh, over the weekend, uh, me and the other Texas brothers decided we wanted to take on the task of putting on Stone and Stang for next year. So excellent! Yay! I'm a little terrified, but I'm also like awesome. Ugh. Oh, honey, if you can run two podcasts, you can do this. We'll, we'll see. I have, I have faith. I have faith in your ability. I'm already like compiling information. I'm making some spreadsheets. Aww. <laughs> it's almost like you're a Virgo. Oh, no. <laughs> no Sagittarius through and through. Mm-hmm. I'm just good. I'm just good. I'm just good at collecting information. Hmm. Oh, Sagittarians are collectors, and I'm a double Sagittarius with a Leo rising, so. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but yeah, so I, you know, have that, and, you know, just, like I said, had a really great weekend with my brothers. I did have one frustrating, well, no, actually there were a couple frustrating components to this past weekend. Uh, one was, on my way out of Dallas, I realized that my GPS was not tracking me. I was already about 30 minutes outside of Dallas where I was like, my GPS is not showing me on I-40. It's still showing me leaving the gate at my apartment. Oh, dear. Yes. But I have fortunately taken care of that with the help of my parents. I now have a new phone. Oh, how nice. Well, it's nice that my parents are willing to help me. Of course, I have the credit card bill for however long it takes me to pay this off (laughs) (laughs) well good luck girl yeah the other frustrating part was when you open an app you know any of the hookup apps in any place where you're not normally your phone blows up girl my phone was blowing up in beaumont Ooh, fresh meat yeah (laughs) and i was like i i was like i want to do this but i also want to spend time with my brothers which one do i want to do more i'm spending time with my brothers Uh. oh Yeah, I I will not abandon. I won't abandon my brothers, you know, for some tail. So. (laughs) I mean, I feel like they would probably understand. Probably, probably, but still, if I get it in my head to do it once, it'll be hard to pin me down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's just, it's it's just my dark god coming out. (laughs) Mm, Is that what it is? (laughs) <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, so I you know, I can't think of anything else to chit chat about. Um, oh, I did get to speak with one of your your current students over the Uh-oh. weekend. Uh oh. 
all good stuff. We were talking because he's, you know, pretty sure he's got his patron nailed down, and you know, your initiations are going to be coming up soon. I know September. Oh, I'm so sad I'm not going to be able to go because I'm also going to Between the Worlds, so <laughs> I cannot take off another weekend because I have been gone a week at work. <laughs> I feel your pain. Uh, I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Well, at least you're not having to travel internationally multiple times. I know. I w- you know, I was really looking forward to going to Portugal and to Toronto, but I did not have to do that because they all want to come here. So I'm I'm actually kind of okay with that. <laughs> the other thing too is honestly, if I go to if I go to Portugal it's it's entirely likely that you guys will just never see me again. Just just be like, ah, it's fine, I live here now. <laughs> oh jeez. I mean, if either of your international students become teachers, you will have to go there, so I know. I know. It's gonna be fabulous. <laughs> you know, it, enough about that. That that's in the future. It'll come up, and I do hope you'll you know tell us about it when you initiate your students. But yes, uh, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic. Uh, so, for tonight's episode, we are pleased to welcome uh, a representative from the Dallas area Radical Fairies, Dr. Man Hansen. I reached out to DR about being on the show because some of our past episodes, I discovered that there was a radical fairy community here in North Texas. And, you know, I mentioned trying to make it to their weekly fairy coffees and failing at it miserably. I did make it to one. And that one I made it to, I was able to get, you know, some background on the fairy group here in Dallas. But, you know, I don't have a lot of info about just radical fairies in general. And with, I would say maybe with the current age of just the queer movement, maybe a lot of people don't have a lot of information about the radical fairies. I mean, in our last episode, we talked about preserve, getting all our queer history out in the open so that, you know, we it's not lost. And I reached out to DR and asked him to join us on the show so that we could find out a little bit about the Radical Fairies just in general and the Dallas area Radical Fairies, and then a little bit about their gathering that they had back in June, which was the first gathering for the Dallas area Radical Fairies. So let's go ahead and welcome DR to the show. DR Man Hansen is a trained theater artist and queer advocate since birth. A Navy brat, DR, and family followed their mother around the world before ending up in Dallas, where she retired after 20 years of service. And, you know, DR grew up. (laughs) Pursuing theater took him to New York City and San Francisco, where he achieved his BA in theater from San Francisco State University. After a brief stint back in Dallas, where he met his now husband, DR returned to New York City, where he uh, produced, directed, and acted in many off and off-off-Broadway companies. Uh, returning home to be closer to his family, DR found himself on the administrative side of theater and worked at, at the nonprofit uh, Water Tower Theater and Dallas Theater Center before entering the world of freelance. Uh, with newfound freedom and, and energy, DR has joined the board of Artitude 
and now proudly joins the Coalition for Aging LGBT Family. He is also the proud co-owner of Common Ground Games, which his husband co-owns and manages, and is the founder and artistic producer for Cinewild, uh, the country's only monthly LGBT film series. A Radical Fairy at heart, DR is on a path of compassion and advocacy for all members of the LGBT spectrum, and is dedicated to shattering the many myths that prevent us from embracing our true selves and creating a safe and fulfilling society for all. So, welcome, Dr. <laughs> Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. Oh, and where'd the notes go? Yay, there we go. Welcome. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So, Dr. Mm-hmm. how long have you been a radical fairy? Um, I first was introduced to the Radical Fairies in college in San Francisco uh, from a very, 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 very close friend of mine, Weasel, um, and it was like too much for me to handle. Uh, I was just a, 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 a new out gaby and uh, learning about uh, these beautiful, hairy, naked hippies out in the woods doing maypoles and dressing up like Nightcrawler. It was fucking freaking me out in the best way possible. So I was like, pause, thank you. I will uh, – I will revisit you later in life. Um, and then uh, the week before my wedding, Austin uh, hosted a fairy gathering, uh, the first one in like 20 years. Uh, and uh, so I had my bachelor party down there and a bunch of my buddies down. And um, we experienced uh, the Austin Radical Fairy Gathering, and it really fucking changed our lives. It was pretty um, incredible and powerful and um, just centering. And so me and my buddies have been working on creating a fairy community here in Dallas. Um, I mean, it, there, there's one here already. Uh, there's one in every city, I believe. You just have to find, uh, the right people. Um, and, uh, and they will, and they will come your way. Uh, and that's what's happened for me right now. So, um, I think that answers your question a little bit, maybe. I think so. So, 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 what would you say? You 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 touched on it a little bit, but what really drew you to um, getting more involved with um, the organization? I just I wanted to, um, as intentionally and successfully as possible, recreate that feeling, energy, and space that was at the fairy gathering every um, day of my life and every place I go. It's a lot of fucking work and it's exhausting, but it's worth it. Um, and so I just, just kind of trying to find ways to always live in this like radical fairy realm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, it, it felt right. It's kind of a calling. Um, I've gone to a gathering in Portland, uh, met some incredible, incredible people up there. It's just, I learn more and more about myself every time I go. It's like a conference to me. It really is like gay hippie conference out in the woods. These people fucking put on workshops, mini TED talks. I did a reading of a play, kind of a stage reading thing at one. Like the thing about radical fairies is it's, it's, it's only as vibrant and powerful and beautiful as the people that show up and contribute. Um, it's just one giant tapestry that is continually being woven and changing. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm feeling very uh, inspired right now. I just love it so much. <laughs> so, so is are the radical fairies? Are they 
is it a spiritual group? Is it a is it more of a political type thing um, or you know you know, Michael, that's a great question. And I think it's very important to um just remind everyone listening and myself uh that um no one speaks for the radical fairies. Um one of the uh tenets if there are any is uh peaceful anarchy. Uh, which I fucking hate, to be honest with you. Like, that's my biggest issue that I'm dealing with as a radical fairy is that anarchy aspect. Um, but I respect it. I see the purpose of it. And um, so it's important to know that it, it's it's whatever you want it to be. I, I know that sounds really evasive. And it's not meant to be. But um, I, I go for spiritual connection. I go for queer connection. You know, uh, one of the things I love about the radical fairies, it's, it's intergenerational. Um I meet a lot of older gay men and I, I, this is going to sound terrible, but it was very naive of me. Like to think that, uh, I believe for a little bit that HIV decimated, um, uh, the gay, uh, generation in the eighties. And it did, but I've been focused so much on the people that we've lost that I've kind of forgotten the people that are still here. Um, and I get to meet them at radical fairy gatherings and at coffees all over the city. Um, and every time I travel, I try to, find if there's a radical fairy community there and just like swing by and say hello um so it's it's spiritual it's sexual it's very political i think that's a very safe thing to say um it's inclusive uh it's powerful um it's 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 witchy uh there's a lot of magic in radical fairies that i do not uh understand and i'm i'm learning and it's pretty powerful and amazing stuff. Um, we were lucky to have uh, an energy healer with us at the Gatherette um, in Dallas two weekends ago. Uh, and he opened up like a medicine wheel and a vortex and it's some fucking crazy ass shit. Uh, and I loved every goddamn minute of it. Um, so it's, it's whatever you want it to be. What do you want it to be? What are you looking for? I, the radical fairies can be it. Just, I'm just so, I'm I'm just soaking all that in. I'm like, huh. Yeah, for sure. You guys are gonna regret having me on here. I'm just gonna talk a lot. I love the sound <laughs> of my voice. I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh, that's really fine. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, you you talked a little bit about magic and how you kind of it's you're learn you're it's a little foreign to you and you're learning yeah. learning yeah. about it. So would do you consider yourself any sort of type of pagan? You, you yourself? Um, not yet, no. Um, I grew up very, very uh, Christian, uh, Southern Baptist. Um, so even just hearing the word pagan, it kind of like makes me um, like twitch a little bit uh, because they were, you know, we were we were taught that that's bad, like magic, one hundred percent evil. Um, so I don't identify as uh, Wiccan, uh, but I'm intrigued by the belief and religion. Is it a religion? Maybe paganism. Oh gosh, that's a bit of a big umbrella, I would say. Okay. Um, it's it's that's sort of like pagan uh, to me, at least. Um, you know, this is definitely a case of your mileage may vary. Um, sure. and there are at least as many 
perspectives on this as there are people practicing it. Um, but for me, I would say that paganism is definitely a, an umbrella term. It's sort of like pagan is just sort of like Christian. You know, there there are then beneath that big umbrella, you have you know the the Baptists, the you know the Baptists, the Methodists, the the Quakers, the Bakers, the candlestick makers. You know, all of those. Um, the Mormons are from Mars, Dad. We've had it checked. Um, <laughs> Yeah, um, so it's it's it is a religion, but it's also not necessarily, I would say, the same sort of religion that sure. a lot of us who were raised in the Southern Baptist Church are accustomed to it being. Gotcha. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's if it's being done right, it's got more in common than what I would say you've described radical fairies as being. Yeah, it sounds like it. It sounds like the same thing. It's it's yeah, I get that. Um, but uh, no, I don't identify as a pagan, and I. Uh, but sure, convince me. I don't know. Wine and dine me. Everyone has a price. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm actually converting Come to on. Judaism right now, so there's a lot of this idea of religions on my mind and radical mm-hmm. fairies and all this stuff. So um, yeah, I can be bought. Where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a I had a thought in my head, and it went out my head. Um, so I mean, I, I've got a suggestion. Oh, go ahead. Where? No. Go ahead. Where where you can go. I'm curious as to what where you're going with that. Are you are you saying he's going to hell? Maybe. Gotcha. Okay. How's your head? Uh, I mean, I've never had any complaints yet. There you go. Good job. There we go. There we go. Um. Um, so, you know, for let's say any of our listeners who have tuned in have never heard of the radical fairies. Oi. Can you uh-huh. give us can you give us a little uh a little bit of history on the organization, the what whatever would be the right term for sure. This um I'm group. I'm I I will uh attempt I will get this all wrong. Uh, I hope people will come up and and help. Um so radical Fairies. I learned about them mainly through Harry Hay, but there were a couple other people. Um, I'm going to try to get their names. I think it's important that we um, give credit where credit is due. Oh, oh God. Okay. All right. Sorry, y'all. I'm not the most technically savvy person. So the Radical Fairies were found in 1979 by Harry Hay, Mitch Walker, John Burnside, and Don uh, Kilfner. The beliefs of the radical fairies are as many and as diverse as there are shades of the rainbow. That said, it's safe to say radical fairies believe in open hearts, open minds, and open bodies. This year we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Stonewall, but it was also the 40th anniversary of the first gathering um, that Harry Hay and his brothers put together. I think it was in Arizona. Um, And while I loved history growing up, I... uh, do not <laughs> memorize those type of facts anymore. So, uh, but this year was the 40th, is the 40th anniversary of the first fairy gathering. Uh, so that's kind of cool and very exciting. And um, that was another thing that I liked about having the gatherette in Dallas this year as well, that there's, you know, we're talking about magic and stuff. Like June was a crazy month. And I think there was, um, there was queer magic happening all over the world um, in this beautiful celebration. And so, uh, that's pretty fucking cool. And we were a part of it with the gatherette. Um, 
and it, it you know that warms my heart a lot. Um, so after that, it just it, uh, there's also a really good play about this entire beginning because um, Harry Hay was one of the founders of the Mattachine Society as well, which was um, kind of like um, Gertrude Stein's salon, I think, in Paris. It's it was a, a group of, of of I think predominantly gay men. Um, I think women had the the daughters of Biltis is possibly their um, baby queer rights organization uh, for lesbians. Um, and, and there's a play called The Temperamentals that uh, chronicalizes these uh, amazing queer heroes. Um, and uh, one of the things, and what has always resonated with me uh, with the radical fairies is the idea that Harry Gay and his brothers strongly believed in um, celebrating uh, our queerness uh, our queerness makes us different. Our queerness makes us political. Our queerness uh, makes us sexual beings. Our queerness is uh, uh, is our queer DNA, um, and it's so many things. And I don't want to give any of that up. I don't want to follow into any heteronormative ideas or hetero-imitative ideas. Um, I don't want uh, a house with two kids and a dog and a white picket fence. My white picket fence are the radical fairies. My white picket fence is the gatherette that we just did. Um, and I want to celebrate that and I want to be free to explore that. Um, I don't want the, the words, the labels that I was born into. Um, this world is not mine. Um, and I have nothing to do with that world when it comes to uh, gender identity and queer identity. Um, and so I like to celebrate my own history. Like you guys said earlier in, in the episode, um, it's important to have our queer history out there and Radical Fairies is a part of uh, our queer history. And um, I want to be a part of that. And I am a part of that. And you're a part of that. Uh, and that's pretty remarkable. Um, so that's kind of the Radical Fairies in a nutshell. Uh, um, there's so there's so much to it. Um, I hope that made uh, some amount of sense. Yes, yes, actually. <laughs> and, and 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 nothing nothing against anybody that does want that house and those two kids and a dog and the white picket fence. I say hallelujah. I say get it, girl, boy, what they, whatever your pronoun is, I will call you that. Get it, your pronoun. Um, it, that's just not for me, and I don't want that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's it's really important for people to go for their goals, whatever those happen to be, but to go for those goals, like, with some awareness of why they're going for them, yeah, rather than, you know, rather than, like, well, I'm just going for the, ha- you know, the house with the white picket fence, et cetera, et cetera, because, like, that's yep. sort of what's societally expected of me. It's like, well, A, fuck that shit. Yeah, um, fuck it. You know, B, why do you want this? Like, if you want yep. it, cool, go for it. But if you are only going for it because, like, you're afraid that, you know, what will the neighbors think? Like, fuck that shit. Yeah, I agree. Fuck that I, shit. I promise you, your neighbors are more worried about what they're doing than what you're doing. And they're probably doing some weirder shit, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. And it's okay. Just don't hurt me and my family and my cats. Or anybody else. Just don't hurt anybody. God, that's that simple. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I agree. It's a program, man. Like, um, I don't, and I'm what I'm what I'm learning and what I'm 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 reveling in is the idea that it is a program and it can be reprogrammed and deprogrammed. Um, so, hallelujah to that, I say. Yep. All of that. And that's, 
and that's what the radical fairies have done for me. Um, there's an, an, another group too in California called the Billies. Um, there's so much amazing shit out there, y'all. Like really. Um, oh, and you want to know what else is crazy? How this came into my life is um, we had just moved from New York back to Dallas. Uh, my husband and I, well, my my partner at the time, husband now. Uh, yay equality. Um, <laughs> We were at a pool party, and this sexy motherfucker is there, and, like, we are all hard crushing on him. Um, and uh, I ended up talking to him for a little bit that afternoon, and he – I don't know how uh, – I know I was stoned. He was stoned. Uh, we started talking about this. Um, um, hi. Yes, Kat. Yes, I see you. I love you. Please stop pushing things around. God damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, so we're chatting, and somehow we got into – uh, he was telling the story about this, like, um, um, uh, uh, this commune in Tennessee that you can go and, like, live on the land and till the land and be a part of the land and, and be a hippie farmer person and contribute back to what they're doing. This, uh, what, what is, what I will, uh, come to soon find out is a sanctuary. Uh, and this, like, was another one of those, uh, seeds that was planted in my head. Uh, and I was planning this road trip from New York back to Dallas. Uh, and I was like, I'm going to try to just this crazy sanctuary. So, um, I found his number. I haven't spoken to this guy in two years. Um, I found his number on my phone and just texted him out of the blue. And I said, Hey, what was that crazy commune thing you told me about? Uh, and he told me what it was and I went online and I found it and I started mapping out my trip and I was chatting with him and he was like miles away living in a, a um, a trailer home. It's like, who is this guy? It's so crazy. I love it. Uh, and he gave me that address, and I literally, in a rental car, put it in a GPS and went down to the mountain, which is crazy, y'all. It's like really narrow roads going down a mountain into like this beautiful um, sanctuary. Uh, and so I stayed there the night and met some amazing people there. I took my fairy name there, Wild. Um, wild with an E. Uh and uh, I have three names as well, so I wanted three fairy names, you know. Fuck it. Uh, so my, my my full fairy name is uh, Wild Musk Dandy. Um, all the things that were important to me at the time. <laughs> mm. And that's something you'll find with radical fairies too, is they uh, uh, they'll take names. Um, it's kind of the idea of deprogramming uh, and reprogramming yourself is um, following the spirit to. Um, embody a, a term, a phrase, something else that you want to be known as. Um, I think that's pretty fucking cool. Like the idea of consent, like I didn't consent to my name. My name was given to me. I'm grateful for it. I mean, it was hell growing up, uh, but kids are mean to every name. Uh, and now I've got a really fucking cool name and go parents, but I didn't choose that, you know? So like the idea of being able to choose your name for the first time, whatever that is, is pretty fucking cool. And there's some crazy ass fairy names out there and it's, it's remarkable to just be in a room or a forest um, and to be talking to people and to hear names go out like Shine and uh, It'll Do and Here We Go, um, Sissy, uh, something, something, the ambassador's wife. I can't remember the name. It's, it's brilliant, though. Like, And see people changing. Like That is one of my favorite traditions about uh, Radical Fairies is uh, someone taking on a name, um, standing in front of uh, – your tribe um, and letting them know that you're taking a fairy name. And then what's beautiful is um, 
you say your name and then the group says the name back to you three times as an affirmation, as a, uh, as a moment of, I see you, I, I, I see you, I receive you, I love you. Um, and I celebrate you and it's pretty fucking cool. Um, we had, uh, someone take their fairy name at the gatherer and it just, it fucking, ah, uh, makes me so happy. It's, it's, it's watching a birth to me. It's watching a queer birth. Um, and I think I will be forever indebted to everyone who is vulnerable like that. Anyone who stands in front of someone else and says, I want to be known as this. Um, I say amazing. Awesome. Oh my gosh. That, that's so much to take in. <laughs> oh, I've said that multiple times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Once again, oh my! And that's another aspect of the radical fairies, which is pretty remarkable, <laughs> is the sexual freedom. Um, when I went to the gather the gathering in Austin, it was the first time in my life. I think I was thirty five, maybe thirty six at the time. It was the first time in my life that um, I, I never once questioned someone's intention about being around me. There was no pretense. Um, uh, all of the walls that we construct on ourselves, and some of those walls are important and valid and necessary, uh, but all those walls, they literally just evaporated when we drove onto um, the property. Uh, and for three days, four days, I just engaged and interacted uh, with other queer men um, and was free to see them. Um, and I was free to let myself be seen. And it was, y'all, um, God. And when the sex does happen, it happens so it can it can happen however you want it. Most places have a love lounge, which I fucking love because um, you know boundaries are important. And when you can designate something something and it is um, agreed upon by the community, like there's freedom in that space. And so most gatherings uh, will have a love lounge where uh, you are welcome to go and um, be uh, sexual with yourself with other people. Um, consent is sexy. Consent is mandatory um, in these spaces. Uh, and those can also just be so fucking freeing and powerful. Um, uh, I know people just go and hang out there too. Like the idea that you could just like watch, you know, and be a part of that aspect. Um, so yes. Oh my, oh my is right. Um, there's, uh, sex is a really important part of radical fairies. I think too. Um, and for me, um, I believe our country, uh, has, demonized and vilified uh the human body and human sexuality uh so drastically to it's almost a point of no return i think we might be broken it's so bad Um, and i think if we can really turn that tide um we would be much better off human beings um i don't think anybody should ever look at themselves in the mirror and not be turned on and not fall in love and not feel beautiful so yeah yay sex (laughs) yes Yay, six. <laughs> uh, something I wanted to touch on that uh, I think you mentioned earlier. Um, well, actually, I don't think you mentioned it. <laughs> um, so, are the Radical Fairies is it a predominantly male organization, or is it all gender? Um, that is a great question. Um, I think it's important that we all remember that radical fairies are inclusive uh, above all else. Um, That said, there 
are many spaces that are uh, male identified only, um, and that includes trans men. Um, uh, but there's a lot of sanctuaries, Short Mountain uh, in particular, that's kind of leading the charge with the inclusivity of trans um, and female identified uh, people. Um, everyone. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 a it's a it's a hard line to walk. Um, I do believe that it's okay to have affinity spaces uh, for men who identify as men who love other men. Um, I think that's one reason why uh, I was able to truly connect with those men on that first gathering was the idea that uh, we all shared uh, the same story. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and that space is important, uh, but that doesn't mean that other fairy spaces can't be 100% inclusive. I'm not going to go mm-hmm. to a, a trans uh, woman's gathering, uh, anything like that, or, you know, there, there's, there's been events hosted here in Dallas for lesbian only um, uh, women. And I think that's great. That's perfect. Do it. We can share the space and be respectful to each other. And I think that's important. So um, you're going to hear a lot of people are going to say that radical fairy started off as uh, men only. Um, you know, that's, that's a myth, you know, um, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there, so I'm not going to say either way. And why would I want to, um, prevent somebody who somehow knows about the radical fairies not enjoy it. But here's the thing about radical fairies. I honestly believe that the universe is pulling those people together when and how they need to be pulled together. If you come across a radical fairy uh, enclave, I don't know, insert other fun word, um, a, a forest, uh, a, a, what, a thicket of, of radical fairies, then you belong there and you will be received, um, I believe, with open arms and an open heart. Um, that's important. Uh, so I may have gone a little weird with that question. Can you repeat the question? But <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, repeat the uh, question. <laughs> okay. Is the radical fairy organization movement, is it predominantly male with questions? Okay. Um, I would say predominantly yes, but that's changing and it needs to change and I'm glad it's changing. Um, so yeah, uh, but I think there's a lot awesome. of stuff that I, I said before that that's important to, to, to unpack as well. So, um, yeah. You've mentioned it a couple of times, uh, the sanctuaries. Can you expound a little bit more on why, why, why there are sanctuaries? Um, where um, are these sanctuaries? And I can't think of anything else to add no, to that. <laughs> that's a good question. Um, I've um, only been to one sanctuary, and it was for one night. Why they exist, um, I think, um, have to exist. Uh, other than that, I don't really feel like it's my story to talk about sanctuaries because I don't know that much about them. Um, mm-hmm. The gatherings I've been to have been in other facilities that aren't on sanctuaries, but there are uh, many gatherings that happen on sanctuaries. I've mentioned the one in Tennessee, um, and I think I'll just let pe- your your listeners and people just Google um, cause they're not, they're not hiding from anybody, but, um, you should want to figure it out and explore it. There has, I think there needs to be a genuine respectful desire to, uh, see and understand what it is from. And, and then you can figure out what it is from there. So does that make mm-hmm. sense? I don't, yeah, I don't, if you want to know about the radical fairy yeah. tale, you can, you can come to, and, and it's out there, just Google it and find it. Um, if that makes any sense. I know that's the thing. It's weird to um, talk about. It. I feel like 
one of the, our uh, hurdles as radical fairies is the idea of um, protecting the circle and protecting the community. Uh, but when doing that, you almost become a gatekeeper. And who the fuck are you to, to gatekeep anyone out of anything? Um, so, I, yeah, I don't – I know what the radical fairies have done for me. I think it's a beautiful, important thing. I want everyone to do it, but um, some people aren't ready. Uh, and some people don't want it, and that's okay. Uh, so it's hard. It's kind of, you know, it, it triggers also that kind of um, the, the need to witness as a Christian, the idea of like uh, proselytize. Um, uh, I feel like I need to proselytize for the radical fairies, and I don't. The people, people will find it when they need to find it, like I did. Um, and like you will if you want it. So, yeah, I think that's the answer to your question of the sanctuaries. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely uh, see where you're coming from coming from um i often uh will complain that most uh pagan or witchy organizations or events don't really aren't really big on advertising that they exist sure um like um between the worlds i love between the worlds it is a uh, gathering for men who love men in ohio it's been around for um some Oh my gosh, 19 years I think. I could be wrong. Um, but what's it called? In the, uh, between the worlds. Between the worlds. Oh, cool. Uh, I want to go. And they, hey, I'm driving up there. <laughs> when? <laughs> uh, it's in September. In uh, oh, if okay. I, I, I will share info with you uh, later. Yeah. <laughs> but um, please do. They they used from what I remember from digging into the history of Between the Worlds, they used to have a contingent of radical fairies and Minoans that would attend the gathering in its early days. Yeah. Not so much now, but um, I can definitely see some aspects of the radical fairies in some of the things you were describing that like happened at the gatherette and whatnot. Uh-huh. But going back to what I was saying, I personally feel like they're a little bad about publicizing that the event is going on. Like yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't see them. I don't see them, you know, sharing um, images, flyers online, or really doing much stuff sure. online. Images, images are tricky too because. Oh. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, well, no, I mean, not so much like pictures, but like you know, graphics or whatnot to be like. This event is happening. It's going to be this day. For more information, go here. Uh, and I think that's that's frustrating to me too. I'm I'm an event planner, um, and it's uh, it's difficult to 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 wrangle fairies. Um, and I think that's the part of the anarchy. That's the part of the anarchy stuff that I don't like. I'm just like, I, I believe in leaders. I think um, it's important to have leaders. I think leaders are good, um, but I don't think that works in a radical fairy environment. So it's it's weird. It's weird mm-hmm. to 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 be motivated to do something. Um and uh I guess it's not that weird to be motivated to do something without the credit. So that's my I think that's my that's my ego that I do personally. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah it's just it's it's weird to to not have a leader when you're galvanizing <laughs> 34 men uh, from you know two states into uh, a ranch in Dallas, Texas. It's crazy. Um, 
So, yeah, I think that, that I, I think that kind of speaks to the what you're talking about, Michael, when it comes to advertising. Um, is advertising is of the other world, you know? That's not what we're doing here. Um, there are no numbers here. We don't need to, you know, make money. There's no money involved in this. Like any any money that is exchanged that I've experienced so far with radical fairies is just to pay for facilities and food and the actual mm -hmm. attending the event. Um, and then uh, at many gatherings, there's a, a, a fairy market where um, uh, fairies will sell their art and what they make and do. Um, and that money is um, either kept by the artist or um, some of it is given back to the, uh, the fairy organization to continue to do fairy events. So, um, yeah, there's no need to market something when you're not making money, you know. Um, people are going to find you. People are going to show up. Um, and that's what that's what's exciting. Uh, that was what I was looking forward to with doing the gather at. Um, I asked uh, a bunch of um, the fairies who were uh, working to put this together. Um, I was like, what 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 would be a successful gather at for you? Um, and they shared theirs. And mine was uh, just kind of seeing the family grow here and getting a a feel for for new fairies, um, mm -hmm. a support group and uh, friendships and relationships. So yeah. Um, mm. And uh, to be full transparency, uh, we had a little bit of drama with the gatherette, uh, and part of it was uh, about getting a website. So um, we actually purchased uh, the website radicalfairies.com. No one had purchased it that we knew of, um, and uh, so we got really excited about it, um, and we put it on there, and it was a way to receive money for the gatherette and to do some other stuff. Uh, but we uh, we got called out, uh, and rightfully so, I think, uh, for the website stuff. Um, I knew when I was talking uh, with my, my brother about the thing in the back of my mind, it was like, there's a reason why no one's bought this. There's a reason why no one bought this. Uh, and it's just not part of the fairy culture, I believe. Uh, so we're um, figuring out what to do with that right now. Um, mm -hmm. And it was hard. It was hard to, to kind of go through that publicly um, in a community that you love and value and um, uh, truly, truly respect. Uh, but it, it made us stronger. We had some amazing conversations. We also dealt with some issues about inclusivity as well um, uh, and not opening up to um, the full spectrum of the queer radio. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we met with some um, – we had some tough conversations about that too, but we learned a lot too. And so um, it's 100% the Dallas Radical Fairies are 100% inclusive. Um, all are welcome, uh, regardless of where they are in their journey with their body and their sexuality and their gender. Um, and we hope to be able to create a space where more affinity groups can blossom, where um, women who love women can meet and have a safe a brave space, actually, a brave space uh, to exist and support each other for um, all of us. So that's that's kind of the hope. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Um, so, let's going ahead and jumping into gathering here, and you know, thank you for that. Um, you know, just being open about you know the some of the hurdles hurdles that you had with, you know, putting on the gathering here. Um, why did you decide to have a gathering for Dallas? 
you mentioned that there was one in Austin, San Antonio, or something like that. Austin. Um, there's been there's there's been two in Austin so far. Oh, why we um, well we've gone for two years, uh, and uh, one of my brothers and I have uh, we share a tent together and we just have a great time uh, together. Um, he's one of my uh, closest uh, closest friends, dearest dearest people. Um, and uh, after the last gathering, um, we were talking at the uh, at the reentry party. Um, and uh, he turned to a friend of ours and told him that we were going to be doing a gatherette in Dallas. Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm into it. We'll do it. Um, uh, and uh, a couple of months later, that ferry um, transitioned and moved on. Uh, and it was really hard um, to see that happen. He was a beautiful, beautiful man. Uh, and so it, it kind of... Uh, we did it for him, um, and it was – I could feel him there. Um, his partner was there as well. So um, I think that's why we did it. I think we did it for Blue Star. Um, we did it for ourselves um, because it's uh, pretty remarkable to share land with uh, other queer people um, and to wear what you want to wear and be what you want to be. Um, it's 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 how it's how we heal i think i think it's how many queer people heal mm-hmm. um so that's that's why we did it um and i like throwing events man it was fucking crazy and it was a great event we had some um truly remarkable one of the our my fairy brothers did one of the most incredible opening ceremonies uh calling in the directions um with instruments and uh, colored tiki torches, not since 2015 have I been able to look at a tiki torch until it was here in this gatherette with ribbon tied around it to represent the north and the south and the east and the west. Um, And then my brother brought all these different jars of colored sand to represent the colors of the rainbow queer flag and the trans flag. And on each of those jars... um, was the color, the uh, the direction it was associated with, the, the magical elements to it, what it means on the flag. And then it had the hanky code, which I love. I love hanky code. Um, and, and so that was part of the opening uh, ceremony, was calling in the directions and calling in the space and being um, anointed. Uh, and then um, all that sand was in kind of the craft room, and uh, this fairy brought – all the fixins that you would need to make little necklaces and bracelets with these jars of sand. Uh, so, uh, and so you could, you could scoop in a jar of like pink. I had, uh, I, I read pink's my favorite color. And so I held the jar of pink and, uh, if I can remember what it is, ah, fuck. Um, uh, I think the hanky code is hot pink is, um, oral sex. And then um, dark pink is nipple play. Yeah, nipple torture. Um, oh. And then uh, all these other other magical elements too. Uh, and then you just like put them in a jar and you know create the intention of the weekend. And then you'd have that sand around your person, absorbing all that energy of the weekend. Um, and then at the end of the weekend, we put all that sand together in one big pile and then scooped up our own new vial of sand that had 
um, sand from all of the other people there that weekend and all the energies that they had. And so on my mantle, my, my living room is a little jar of um, all this colored sand. It's really fucking cool. So it's things like that. That's why we do it. Uh, there's usually some type of talent show. Um, the first talent show I went to in Austin, uh, it was probably one of the, the best uh, events I've been to uh, in my entire life. It was empowering and incredible. We did a rain dance for um, uh, a sanctuary up in Portland that was dealing with some major fires. Um, I had a fairy brother uh, teach everyone in the room a four-part har- harmony, and we all sang it together. Um, I uh, presented a, a scene from a play that I've written um, with uh, a fairy brother of mine. Some amazing drag performances. Uh, it was just one of the most amazing evenings of uh, like queer uh, entertainment. It was like uh, the Mary Tyler Moore show with drag queens and naked men and uh, people acting out bad porn. Someone was reading a really awful, beautifully delicious story of gay men having sex, and uh, their volunteers had to act it out, and it was kind of hot, you know? It's cool. It's fucking cool. <laughs> People are creative, crazy, stupid, um, well, just balls up of talent that when you can unravel it and let it move freely is fucking glorious to watch. Um, so, yeah, and we had a we we had what we called fairy tales. Um, we christened uh, a makeshift traveling tarp Marsha P. Johnson Theater. Um, and my fairy brother uh, brought – he's an artist, and he brought one of his canvases, and he had uh, people paint on the canvas all weekend, and that was our backdrop. Uh, and we had a, um, a guy sing some original songs. Uh, the title was Fuck Me Stud, and he sang it with his harp, and it's just remarkable um, and soul silly. It was amazing. Um, so things like that. you know, We just put on a, a show. You know, We're – Half of us are like queer thespians, so there you go. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, well, now, I'm, now I'm really upset that I missed uh, the gathering. <laughs> Me too, because there's never going to be another one. We're done. Uh, that, was, that was a joke. That was a joke. Um, <laughs> no, we, are done. we are not done at all. Um, so, yeah. Um, Chase, you've been awfully quiet. I have. I have been enjoying the conversation, and unfortunately, I haven't had much to add. Plus, like, my roommates are being extra noisy, so I'm trying oh. to keep sure. it on the quiet. But, yeah, um, I mean, I – we were, you know, we were just talking earlier about the boys in Texas wanting to, you know, start hosting an event. And I think that this has been an ongoing topic of conversation for a lot of us in our groups about, like – actually having like space for each other to kind of be ourselves in and how really important it is for, you know, that to happen. Um, I know even literally just last night we were having a conversation about, you know, someone expressing um, their dissatisfaction with the local leather community. And, um, you know, that it kind of comes down to like, you know, if you want events to happen, sometimes you have to be the one to make them happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you can't, you cannot just own, you cannot rely on other people to make these events happen and then be mad when they don't happen. It's like, well, you know, 
on, on the flip side for me, as someone that does a lot of fucking shit here in Dallas, I get really upset when people don't come out because it's just like, why aren't you know? Like, so it's it's hard too. Um, oh yeah. Do that because it's I, I I have the exact opposite problem that that you guys are having. It's like, no, I'm ready. I'm doing stuff now. Show up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like if people are actually hosting events and no one is showing up for them, then uh, it's their own fault if they're upset that events aren't. You know that there's a lack of activity, but sure, you know. Sure. No, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Have you? Do you have any experience with the fairies, Chase? You know, I don't really have any experience with the radical fairies that I would particularly want to talk about. Oh. <laughs> um, I have um the the one a lot of the people that have uh, claimed um membership in the rivalries have been people who for one reason or another I've sort of been very turned off by being around. Okay. So um it's it's lovely and wonderful for me to hear like other people having great and amazing experiences because then I'm like, well, you know, maybe these, you know, few people who don't understand consent and who are, you know, creepy and gross that you know maybe that's maybe those are the flukes not the uh not the stick to measure the the group by no i i i don't i mean you're gonna have creepy old men everywhere you go um and uh yeah i i get that if you've if you've experienced uncomfortable situations because of uh lack of consent then uh i apologize that's awful um and uh it's 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 funny because i think you know this this is uh, it's, it's just an important conversation, so I'm glad that you're sharing it, uh, Chase. Um, I think that that saddens me, of course. Um, but yeah, um, it's it's a thing. Radical fairies are, are human first and foremost, um, and uh, humans are fucked up creatures. They really mean things sometimes, um, but they can also do some truly remarkable, generous, compassionate things. Um, and so I hate I'll hearing that. that. I hate hearing that. Um, you know, there's, there's assholes in the, in the fairy dumb as well. You know, it's, it's, it's ego is going to be your lifelong struggle. Um, mine, it's all of ours, I think. So, um, yeah, but I think that I mean, is you're some very up. real talk, <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think you're also talking about a very important topic, Chase, the idea of me too in the, uh, the queer community, um, I, uh, Taylor Mack, um, I think, posted something on Twitter, uh, the joys of like third-hand news and storytelling, but I'm, I'm pretty confident in this. Um, Taylor Mack talked about uh, the idea of older men uh, who don't understand consent right now um, don't because they have never understood their sexuality, uh, you know, having to be in the closet for so long, and now they get to experience um, a gay life. They're they're a kid. They're going to react. They're going to see something pretty and shiny and nice and touch it. Um, and it's, it, it can, it can definitely suck if you're not giving consent. Um, so it's weird to like, look at it from that lens and I'm not at all trying to say it's okay to, uh, touch somebody without their consent. I do not believe that at all, but I know that when it happens to me, to me, I can, um, it's, it's a compliment. Um, and then I can, I, I can navigate myself out of that, so I don't really feel uncomfortable. Uh, but that's not the case for everybody. Um, and so it's interesting. Like, how do we have compassion for um, older gay men who didn't 
understand anything but the closet and now they're getting to you know be in a club where people are dancing in g-strings um that's fucking unbridled power right there man like i'll get really turned on too i don't know what to do there's a sexy man half naked dancing in front of me i'm gonna touch you sorry 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 I just wish that I could say that it was older gay men because I would be able to I would be able to more uh, justify is the wrong word but I would be able to more um understand um yeah. I know we've had conversations about that um in the past uh, even on uh, even on this podcast about you know yeah. the the ideas of consent that you know consent in the heterosexual world is different because of the history yeah, yeah. for the for the the the, the gay community because yeah. you know for things for example like um you know expecting people from the older guard to understand or to be able to immediately put into practice you know not acting on nonverbal cues yeah um because you know for a long time that was how you got laid is you oh, responded to right. nonverbal cues because if you just went out to somebody and said hey buddy, can I suck you off? Um, you could go to jail. Yeah. You could lose, you know, your entire life. Um, yeah. And, you know, so you, that was where, you know, I guess the art of cruising yeah. comes from, you you're, know, you're, but you're talking to a cruiser right here. I believe this 100%. I understand what you're saying. I'm yeah. Down. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, for, for a lot of the, you know, for a lot of the younger crowd, it's like, well, yeah, but I didn't specifically say that I was interested in being touched. And it's like, that's true. That's, that's true. You didn't. And that needs to be respected. And also, you know, you have to be able to communicate that to this person and be able to, at least I think you have to. I agree. Be able to, um understand where they're where they are at in terms of their own um sexual development there you know because for a very 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 large number of gay men more or less across the generational spectrum up to a certain point a lot of us are developmentally still in adolescence yeah and you know when you are developmentally in adolescence you tend to be ruled by your hormones. You know, you tend to think, ooh, something's nice. You know, like you said, that's really nice and shiny and hot. I'm going to touch it. Um, and, right. Right. you know, that m might not be the right thing to do. Um, and having, being able to have clear conversations around like, hey, like also, you know, holding them, holding that older guard Accountable, I think, is also important to be like, hey, you know, this was the way things were yeah, and is no longer that way. It's true. If it's you would true. like, it's like if you would like to still continue, you know, getting laid, the rules have changed. Sorry that the rules have changed, but they've changed for the better. Now yep. you have to update your rule set. Sorry about I it. I don't think you apologize for that. I think that it's important that it's happening. And you're right. Um, so, um, yeah, the joys of uh, Me Too in the queer community, in the queer house. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. True that. <laughs> um, to, I mean, this was a great um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, tangent. Yes, <laughs> tangent. <laughs> this was a great. This was a great tangent. Um, Conversation. <laughs> yes. To pull it back a little bit to yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the the thing. So you you know, we I think we talked about it a little bit earlier. Um, so the gatherer that you had, you had it at a site not that Circle far from G. Dallas. No, it's about an hour and ten minutes uh, southeast. The Circle J Ranch. That's Circle where we J had Ranch. it. So can you tell us a little bit about the site? Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's beautiful property. It's, I think it's over a little over a hundred acres. Uh, it's owned by uh, Mitch and Craig. Craig is an uh, equine therapist. He uses horses uh, to help. Uh, uh, he he uses horses uh, therapeutically to help people um, process emotion and be and all that jazz. Um, and it's, it's beautiful. Uh, they've got a bunch of other animals too, some guinea fowl, um, dogs and cats. Uh, it's actually, I really love the animal aspect to it. Um, and Mitch and Craig are just salt of the earth. They're wonderful, wonderful men. Um, uh, there is a, a bunkhouse that can seat about 10 people. Um, and, uh, uh, lots of land to tent, and there's different prices, I think, for the bunkhouse and for um, tenting. Uh, they also have uh, a suite. I keep forgetting what they call it, uh, but they have a suite, and it's a really nice room. That's where we had our love lounge, actually. King-size bed um, right next to the bathrooms, uh, and really nice bathrooms, uh, outdoor uh, outdoor bathrooms and inside bathrooms, um, like so six showers, um, uh, a pond. Uh, a, a great uh, fire pit area out in uh, more of the land. Um, pool, which I love. The Dallas Gatherette had a pool because pool parties are kind of a thing here in Dallas. And rightfully so because it's being hot there. It's awful. Um, so it was cool to – and it was really hot that Gatherette weekend. It was uh, summer solstice. So – um, after, uh, yeah, after the opening ceremony, we had a giant bonfire. It was amazing. Uh, so we danced naked around that incredible way to, to celebrate the summer solstice. Um, so, uh, so the land is, uh, it's an hour and 10 minutes about Southeast of here. So very quick, very, very, very nearby. Um, you can ride horses, uh, for an extra fee. I think, um, they uh, will let you do that. He actually brought out horses for us, and we painted them. He's got special uh, horse paint, and a bunch of us painted on the backside of a horse. And I mean, like, come on, y'all! Like, who gets a chance to do that? Like, that's pretty—it's magical. It's magical. I—I'm I, not I get it. There's magic in the world, and fairies are much easier at wielding it and using it and creating it, and that's pretty fucking cool. Um, so yeah, it's a great facility, uh, and they were wonderful. Uh, they have uh, a kitchen there uh, that you can uh, order food from. Um, uh, so yeah, it's really like a great little space um, to get away from. Um, do you think uh, in when you have a future gatherette, you'll do it at the same site, or will you choose a different site? Uh, no, I think I think we're we're uh, I think we've fallen in love with Circle J Ranch. We fall in love with Mitch and Craig. Um, 
I know a bunch of fairies are wanting to go down just monthly just to be there because it is really beautiful, wonderful land. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty remarkable. Um, they have a couple of uh, yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. Um, I think we will definitely stay there, um, and I know that you can book um, the space as well, uh, and then be happy to talk to anybody looking to host events. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, so yeah. Uh, something I we definitely should have asked, you know, when we started talking earlier about uh, your gatherette. You call you entitled this gatherette birthright. Ooh, yeah, yeah. We can also you? Got, yeah, I can. Uh, I'll, I will be happy to explore that. Uh, full transparency yes. again. We got we got called out for that as well. Um, oh. And I get it. The the word is the word is supercharged. Um. And that's why I love the word, to be honest with you. Uh, the minute that it was said, people reacted to it. And you, what, you, know what they, you know what they reacted? They brought to the table what they reacted to. They were uncomfortable with what it meant. Um, and so what does that mean? Let's, uh, let's explore that uncomfortability. Because to me, what I was intending to explore that weekend was what is the birthright of a queer man? What is the birthright of a, a queer trans person? What is your queer birthright? What is your responsibility as a queer person to live in this crazy world? What is your birthright as a queer person to bequeath to the next generation? What are, what are we doing? Who are we? What is this world that we're creating? Um, that's birthright to me. We, we are all born with inalienable rights, and I think that exists in the queer world as well. Uh, and to me, those are the rights for sexual freedom, the rights for um, – uh, visibility, um, uh, the rights for authenticity, the rights for compassion. That's all a part of us. Um, and that's what I wanted to explore. So that's what birthright meant to me. Uh, and since you really can't put that on any website, you want to talk about advertising. Can you imagine putting that on a fucking postcard and mailing that to people? No one, you can't. The whole point of the weekend was to unpack what birthright is to you. That's what it is to me. That's what I was coming to the table with. What are you Mm -hmm. coming to the table with? What does birthright mean to you, Michael? What does birthright mean to you, Chase? Hmm. <laughs> Something Thinking new every that. day. <laughs> explore um, it. I, I, I want to encourage you to explore that the next week or two. Find out what your birthright as a queer person is. That's gonna be really a fucking cool journey. Um, I think I just started well, that. I didn't. I, I, I didn't put it. Into, <laughs> I to explore it this week. I didn't get to explore this that weekend because um, we just changed it to to not deal with any more um, drama. Um, and I'm happy to, to you know that was that was a great lesson me the flexibility um and to to be honest uh and to know my intention um you know have um my confidence uh so that was i'm very grateful for that i learned a lot um and i'm so um lucky and uh, proud of everyone that spoke up and spoke their truth during it it was hard um but it was amazing to watch and be a part of um and we still put on an amazing gatherette and incredible people showed up and incredible people engaged. And, and I think lives were changed. Um, I mean, lives are changed every day. Uh, our lives are going to change after this podcast. So um, why not embrace that change and do it in a campground where you can swim in a pool and have drag performances and cry with your brothers and unpack hurt and deal with that trauma that you haven't, um, touched in years. Um, there's a lot that happens here, and I don't really know how much more I can get into it. I mean, um, I, uh, about 
what goes on there. Um, I know that sounds shady and weird, and I, I don't mean it to be. I just I'm now realizing that it's. I, I want to respect everyone's journey on where they are with radical fairies, and not everything needs to be 100% talked about. I I guess. Um, so. Yeah. Yeah. No. Totally understand that. Um, you know, being you know, Chase and I are brothers in a tradition. Uh huh. We have there is stuff that we don't talk about with other people who aren't brothers. And yeah. no, we totally get we totally get that. Um and I I will say, you know, when I first saw, you know, that you had titled it Birthright, it clicked, you know, right for me. What you were wanting it to mean for other people, that's what it clicked in my head. You know, what you know, reclaiming our birthright as uh queer men, as a queer community. That Yay! definitely that's, <laughs> that's that's what I got out of it because uh, I don't know if you know much about our tradition or if you've even heard of it before. You know, I talked to you about coming on the show. Uh, we are a tradition for men who love men, and we are all about um, men who love men reclaiming their spot in society as teachers, as healers, as teachers yes. of the dead for the dead as Sex workers, people uh, who are, yeah, sex workers, people who are there for their community. Yeah, um, all of it. So that is that is what our tradition is about. And so when I saw when I saw your title of your event, I was like, yes, yes, these people, uh, these people yeah. are also thinking the same thing. <laughs> Absolutely, I really that that touches my heart. Thank you for sharing that, Michael. Um, and here's the thing, um, we can still explore that. You know this. I, I have a, a Dallas Radical Fairy Facebook page, um, and to me, the whole purpose of that page is to uh, create a resource for uh, people to reach out to each other and encourage each other and do things. Um, people will call heart circles. People will. Um, uh, I've done. Uh, I did a, the Winter Solstice party here at what I'm calling the you know Dallas Radical Fairy House Peckerwood. Um, we had a bunch of people come over and we made crafts and put candles everywhere um, and hung out and ate and drank and just communed. Uh, in February, I, I had a bunch of people come over and we made Valentine's day cards and then um, walked throughout the gay neighborhood and put the Valentine's day cards on cars. We got into an apartment complex and we put them on people's doors. Um, uh so it's it's things like that, um, and I want people to be able to, to post that. Uh, have a have a potluck dinner, Michael. Go on to the you're on that page. Go on there and say, hey, I want people over for uh, um, for dinner Sunday night. Bring a dish. Um, we do that at Peckerwood all the time. Um, so it's it's meant to do those things. So you know, Michael, maybe I'll put up a call and we'll have a a writing workshop at Peckerwood to explore birthright, and we can come up with what that means and to you and explore that. So, um, you know, use the page, do what you want to do, invite people to join you. Um, there's a lot of incredible talented people in that group, um, that are there to exist with you. I don't know. I know. I don't know what to say after that. Um, so, and I have a thing to add to that, you know, talking about your, um, your experiences, I think that's one of the big things that dif we differ 
mm-hmm. uh, in the Unnamed Path with the Radical Fairies is that you know one of the purposes of um, in the Unnamed Path. So you know there's um there are all of the podcasts that were originally released by Hyperion, um, and then we also have um, an apprenticeship that people go through. Um, in order to become initiated into the path. Um, and some of it is sort of witchcraft 101, and some of it is, you know, uh, let's introduce new ways to, like, live and think about the universe um, as opposed to sort of what you've always been fed, you know, different ways to, con- you know, think about personal ethics and, you know, all of that kind of great, you know, stuff that normally we kind of just – this is what's right and this is what's wrong and then that's just sort of what we do um you know but the the one of the main focuses in addition to you know our our reclaiming our tribe's place in society and healing from traumas that you know the overculture has sort of inflicted on those of us who are um queer one way or the other um is to be leaders to you know have people who can go out and be leaders in whatever function or whatever capacity that looks like you know it doesn't necessarily look like being the head of the organization but you know being the kind of people who can take charge and host an event or you know can create space for other people to be in or you know can be the person that people go to in their their you know smaller friend groups communities to you know rely upon mhm mhm so you know the the idea of not having any leaders um yep. can be okay um i mean we're a well i mean you know our, our tradition is non-hierarchical so none none of us is the boss of anybody else yeah um, you know, the closest that we get to having any kind of hierarchy is you have people who are teachers and then you have everybody else. Um, and all that, literally all that represents is different levels of training that people have gone through, yeah. you know? Um, sure. But, like, the the idea that, like, oh, no, no one can be a leader is, like, that's so strange to me because, you know, a, a lot of our a lot of our interactions with each other and, you know, and can even attest to this that you know when they were um talking about starting this podcast um a, a great deal of our brotherhood you know when they brought the idea to the, the group of initiates most of the brothers were like yeah that sounds like a great idea you should totally do that you know yeah. you guys yeah. you guys should t- you guys should totally take that over if you need help let us know but otherwise that's your work not mine that's very that's very fay. That's very fairy, you know. So <laughs> one one thing that I've learned yeah. from radical theories that I absolutely love is the uh the um ask for what you need. Um and so I love that that's what they said. Like you do the podcast, you need help, you ask us and they'll help you. So um I think it's great. I think it's great what you guys are doing. Um it's important to create a space to talk about uh, your tradition and, and, and who you are. So um that's awesome. Thank you. But yeah, and you know, with this podcast, we're also trying to, I guess, accumulate as much knowledge as we can from our fellow queers. Yeah, just absolutely. like with you, just like with you, Jr. And like 
with people that we've interviewed in the past. Um, you know, because we do interview our own brothers, but I definitely wanted to expand beyond that because there are so many other voices to hear from and perspectives. Sure. And if we need to, you know, bring in a brother later on to, you know, clarify a few things, awesome. Do you have anything coming up that you would like to uh, promote, DR? Um, yeah. Uh, a good friend of mine um, has created a, a group on Facebook called Queer Conscious Dallas. Um, oh. And uh, I would invite anyone that is curious to explore what that means to check out the group. Um, there's a mixer coming up. Uh, so, um yeah, just check out the group. We're trying to grow um, that community a little bit too. You know, the the great thing it's it's so funny about the energy that you attract in life and how they change when you change. Um, and to to be on the show with you all and to to you know for a podcast called Walking the Unnamed Path, like there's a lot of similarities to, um, you know, the Radical Fairy Dumb uh, and this mm-hmm. queer conscious group. Uh, so there's a lot of overlap. Um, and I am always hungry and thirsty to meet more people, uh, engaged with, uh, evolving and growing, um, mm-hmm. and, uh, just learning. So, um, yeah. uh, so check out that group, um, queer conscious Dallas, like it, join it. Uh, events hopefully will be coming there. Uh, also join, uh, radical fairy. Um, with the Dallas Radical Ferry, if you do join that, uh, there are three questions that are asked. Um, I would encourage everyone to answer those questions uh, because I'm, it's kind of like a historical marker for me to kind of see those answers as the group grows and as we grow and to have uh, all of those thoughts and ideas about um, answers to these questions are kind of cool and important. So uh, please answer the questions so that we can document your thoughts um, and see who you are at this point in your life exploring the radical fairies. Um, so uh, anything outside of that that I have coming up that I want to talk about? Um, actually, the, the, like the gatherette was huge. Like, I, I really don't know what I'm doing with my life right now. I think I'm uh, <laughs> going. Uh, I don't have anything. Um, uh, Cinewild, always Cinewild. Um, it's the country's uh, only monthly LGBT film series. We're seeing Drop It Gorgeous. Um, I think one of my favorite films of all time. Drop It Gorgeous um, uh, in July. Oh, you guys are going to, who knows when this is going to air. So um, just like Cinewild on Facebook and follow us there. Uh, so um, is that smarmy enough? Have I been really self promoting enough? I feel a little dirty. <laughs> a little dirty. <laughs> Uh, I, we can help you get clean later. You're, you'll be ah, fine. there we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only uh, shower outside. No, that, okay. Totally okay with that. Uh, <laughs> but no, that, 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 that was great, DR. Um, Thank you. And I I think that's it. Um, and let me pull up my little spiel. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much for joining us and for joining us tonight on the show and for talking to us about the Radical Fairies, the Dallas Radical Fairies, and uh, your gatherette that you had. Um, you know, we're we're coming here close to the show. Uh, we'd like to thank everyone who is listening right now. You know, in the future, I'm pretty sure no one's listening like actually right now as we're recording. Um, <laughs> you know, we hope you'll continue to walk this path with us. 
if you would like to get in touch with oh if anyone would like to get in touch with you dr how is the best way to do that uh dallas radical fairies at gmail.com that is the answer to that question awesome <laughs> and if you'd like to get in touch with um chase chris or myself you can reach us at walking the unknown path at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Twitter at walking underscore the UP. You can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash walking the unnamed path. If you enjoy today's episode or the podcast in general, please rate us, leave us a comment on iTunes or Spotify. Uh, if we get rated, if we get comments, I think we move up higher in the searches for whenever people look for like, queer spirituality or gay spirituality or spirituality in general you know give us a, give us a like you know give us a rating and let us know how we're doing you know are you enjoying what we're talking about do you have some other suggestions for us let us know and yeah bye uh, that's right. <laughs> bye, bye. <laughs> everyone have a Audio wonderful videos. everyone have a run, wonderful week yeah that, yeah. that too awesome